Now you can worship with the Cameron United Methodist Church anywhere around the world. Our weekly sermons are broadcast live on Facebook, and our worship services will be available on podcast. In the yard next to our education building is a blessing box. The idea is that through this box, individuals in our community who are hungry can stop by and grab a few items to eat and drink. Also, they are able to grab items for personal hygiene like toothbrushes, toothpaste, and soap. If you would like to donate items for this ministry, you can place them in the drop box located in the front entryway. Table Talk Spiritual Formation Groups will be meeting every Sunday night at 6 p.m. and every Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m. We will be discussing the scripture and sermon from Sunday morning. So come Sunday or come on Tuesday to our education building and join the conversation. There we go. Good morning. There's always a delay. I don't get this. Good morning. Good morning. There we go. You got to be loud today. It is great to be in the house of the Lord this day. Um, as we gather together, uh, let us remind ourselves why we gather together. Let us be reminded that we come so that we might bring Christ into focus, not just here, but in the midst of our lives. We gather so that we can reconnect with God and each other, so that we can continue to grow in our relationship with God and each other, uh, so that we might go forth to live into love like Jesus and empowered by the Holy Spirit to make a difference in the lives of other people. And so let us stand as uh, the light of Christ comes and we are reminded that Christ is with us here and now and always. Gracious God, we thank you for this space and for this time in which you have called us here. Indeed, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us as we gather, um, open up our minds and our hearts in the very depths of our souls that we may hear and respond to your Spirit this day, so that we might go forth to live our lives um, as you intended us to live them. In Christ's name we pray, amen. And now let us join our voices together as we sing, Standing on the Promises.
may be seated. Well, today we're going to do um, worship just a little bit different, and in fact, about once a quarter, uh, we're going to have what we're calling Cameron Kids Worship, um, and um, we will invite uh, the, the uh, children, and uh, Kobe, are we going to invite the youth to come up also? Sure. Um, and, and the youth to come up, because we're a little light on some of the kids today. Um, and uh, they will lead us in a song, and they'll be invited to stay up here. And uh, the message will be intended for all of God's children who are in the room. His little children and his big children, okay? Um, so uh, while it will be um, specifically geared to um, the younger children of God here, I hope that you all will listen and um, pay attention as the Spirit moves and speaks to us. Um, and so, um, a couple of other uh, reminders um, to fill out the attendance sheet. And um, since today is Communion Sunday, um, instead of the offering being passed out, you'll be invited to bring your offerings and your attendance sheets, and the offering place will be up here, and you can put those in there at that time. You're also invited... Uh, to participate in, this is um, a Worldwide Communion Day, and on that day, the United Methodist Church takes up a special collection that goes uh, to help uh, younger uh, folks um, uh, who are uh, studying for ministry, and so um, you're invited to contribute, and I, I like to invite folks to at least put one dollar in this envelope and place that in the offering too, because if every United Methodist did that today, we'd make a huge difference in the education of young adults. And so I'll invite you to do that also. Right now, I want to, stand, I want to invite you to stand as we join our voices together in an affirmation of faith. Um, and so please stand. And I, I... Yeah, we do have this. Okay, I wasn't sure if we had this. It's in the hymn book on page 883. Um, but join me in this affirmation of faith. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen. Our judge and our hope in life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. And now I'm going to invite you... Um, um, we're going to do a, a special prayer this day, and so it's going to involve um, some actions. Is that okay? Well, even if it's not, we're going to do it. Um, and so it's, it's a simple prayer, uh, but it's a good prayer for us. And so um, I'm going to invite you um, to follow along, okay? So we're going to start like this, hands on the head, okay? God... Be in our head so we may understand your ways better. God, be in our ears so that we may hear you speak to us. God, be in our eyes that we may see you and others more clearly. God, be on our tongue so that we may speak words of love and encouragement. God, be in our legs so that we may, be, may go where you lead us to go. God, be in our hands so that we may use them for your kingdom work to help others. And God, be in our hearts so that we may love others as you have loved us. God, be in our life and guide us all in all that we do. Indeed, gracious God, pour out your Spirit upon us this day. Take hold of those things that distract us, um, that, um, uh, that uh, cause us uh, grief, 
and hold them in your precious hands, reminding us that you are with us and that you walk with us. Be with all of the folks in our congregation who are suffering from sickness or illness or dealing with grief. Um, may we each know your presence with us, not just here, but in each and every moment of life. And be with us not just here, Lord, but be with us in our hands, in our feet, in our whole body, in our whole life, so that when we go forth from here, we may know that your Spirit goes with us and enables us to make a difference in the lives of other people. And so we join our voices together in the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. And now I think we're ready for the, uh, the kids. Um, yes, we're ready. I got to check my order. All right, kids, up here. Youth, you're invited to come also. Come on, youth, come and help Kobe. Awesome. All right, you all are invited to have a seat right here. 
Okay? You can come over here and have a seat. Watch the cord there. Please don't trip on that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, thank you all. I didn't, where's Deb at? Where'd, where'd you go? Oh, there you are. You got to wave high, dear. <laughs> She's used to it, don't worry. Um, we got a card from the kids. Um, you all, I guess you all filled out this card for us on Wednesday night. Those of you who are, thank you very much. You know, this is part of what it looks like to be the church when you know folks are hurting and grieving because of the loss of someone, you give them a card and you let them know you're thinking of them. Thank you for doing that. We appreciate that. Um, here you go. I'll give this to you. So, so you, can, you can get a chance to see it. Awesome. Ah, well. Y'all don't look awake yet. Who was it that told, who was it that told me they weren't awake? That, okay, I knew there was somebody who told me. You were going to go home and go back to bed, weren't you? I hope you're glad you stuck around. Eh, you're still not sure? You'll let me know later? Okay. I remember. I remember being your age. You probably find that hard to believe, don't you? I mean, because that was like a long time ago. You know, when, when I was your age, um, now nah, they didn't have these kinds of things. The phone was still connected to the wall. Can you believe that? That tells you how old I am, right? Um, and, um, well, I won't, I won't tell you all the other things that we didn't have when I was a kid. But when I was younger, um, I didn't grow up in church. So I think you guys are lucky that you're here. How many of you have basically been in church as long as you can remember? Yeah? A lot of you have? Cool. That is so cool. Do you know why you come to church? Yes? Yeah, oh, you, yeah? To learn about God. Awesome. Yeah. Anybody else? Yes? Huh? You come too to learn about God? Okay. Good deal. Yes, sir. Yes, Samuel. What? To worship God. Right. To give thanksgiving and praise. Thank you. Yes, Oliver. To love Jesus. Man. Huh? And God. Good deal. All right. Well, I don't, maybe I don't need to do this. You all got this figured out. Maybe? Well, when, when I didn't grow up in church, yeah. Can you imagine not growing up in church? I didn't, I didn't grow because because no, my parents didn't go to church. They didn't go to church. When I, and they did when they were younger. They went to church. But when I was younger, they didn't go to church. But my grandmother did. She went to church. And sometimes I went to church with my grandmother. Um, and uh, sometimes she would take me to her church would have VBS. Y'all ever heard of VBS? You ever been to VBS? I have. All right. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. VBS was. Oh, you haven't been to VBS? Maybe next year you can come to VBS. Okay. Y'all ever been to VBS? Do y'all remember that? Five or six years ago? I was at VBS this summer. Right? I just was a little older, right? But, but, um, so, and, and I would go to VBS sometimes with my friends also. They would take me to VBS. Now, I have to be honest, um, I didn't always go to VBS to learn about God. Um, I went to VBS to hang out with my friends, and because they usually had some really good snacks. <laughs> it's true. Um, and, and, and they had lots of fun. Um, and that's probably the main reason that I went to VBS. But, but um, in going to VBS, just going once a year or maybe twice a year to VBS, I began to hear these stories about God. Do you hear stories about God in VBS? Yeah, have you heard different stories about God in VBS? Yeah. And so um, I, I started to learn. What's that? You think you did? Okay. I'm, I am sure that you did because I was there and I heard the stories. If you didn't hear them, maybe it's because those ears weren't open. What do you think? 
I bet you heard them, didn't you? I know you did, because you told them to me. So, um, I, I, um, as I went to VBS and I learned a little bit more about God, when I was about, um, let's see, I think it's in here. When I was about 11 years old, my grandmother gave me this book. Now, this is not the Bible, but it is Bible stories that were written so that 11-year-old could understand them. And so I started reading this book because my grandmother knew I loved to read. Any of the rest of you love to read? A few of you? Not everybody. Yeah, it's not everybody's thing. I love to read. And so she got me this, and I started reading this book with these stories um, from the Bible that, that taught me... Yes, there are. Oh, man, Jonah was a good story. You are right. There, and, and this book's got almost all the stories in them. Um, and so I read this, and I read the whole thing. Um, and I, I learned a lot about God as I read this, this book. I don't remember if I did or not. Hmm. I'll have, to ask my, I'll have to ask my mom that. I know. And that's okay. It's good to have a parent read it with you when you read, isn't it? That way, if you need help with the words, they can help you. But as I read this, you know what I learned about God? I learned that God loved people. And, and I learned that God was kind of a different being than us. I learned that God was a, a being who was uh, three people. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit living in this community of love. And I learned that God created the whole world. Have you learned that too? That God created the whole world? And everything that was in it, and he made human beings. Yeah, you guys have learned that? Good. So see, you've, you've learned these things even though you may not remember when you learned them. But I learned that, that God created the world, that he loved us, that he wanted us to live in harmony. That is, he wanted us to get along with each other and with God. Okay. Well, it, it can be confusing sometimes, right? Yes. So have you learned that God created the world? He wanted us all to get along with each other. And God invited humans to just trust him and do life with him. Yes? He invited them to do that. And, and I'm sorry, I don't know Jonah. But I know stories about Jonah. Yeah. Well, you know, Jonah has four chapters. Four chapters, yep. Maybe, maybe, at, you know, two chapters of Jonah. Pretty, pretty soon. Mm, that's a different story about Jonah than I know. Huh? <laughs> Eric and Lindsay are now under their chairs. No. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, okay. Can, can you let me finish my story? Okay. Because you may learn, well, you won't learn about Jonah today, but I'll tell you a different story about Jonah someday, okay? Okay. So, so if, if I can get your attention, okay? And you let me finish my story? Okay? Good deal. So, so I learned that God was good, that he wanted uh, good things for his creation, that he gave us the freedom to love himself, yeah, or, or to love him and to love others, yes? Um, and, and, and so I read this story in this book about creation that talks about how God created people um, and loved people and, and wanted... Um, and it talks about how when God created people that Adam and Eve were happy and that God gave them good things to enjoy and they didn't know anything about evil or wrongdoing and they often talked and listened to God. Doesn't that sound like cool? They would talk and listen to God and, and they lived with God and they did um, and, and God put them in this garden but um, do you remember in the garden 
um, they uh, were told they could eat of everything except for one tree. Now, I've often wondered why God did that, but, but that's what God did. Maybe he was going to let them eat from that tree when they got older. I don't know. Uh, but they weren't to eat from this one tree, but uh, uh, they lived with God. And then one day, they decided that they wanted to eat from that tree. Yes? They decided that maybe they, that God was withholding on them and that rather than trusting God, they decided to trust themselves. And I read this story and how the rest of these stories showed how God was faithful to his promises, but us humans sometimes, instead of trusting God, we trusted other things. And I read those stories and I wondered how the, how the people of those days could could not just trust God, how they always wanted to turn away from God. And, and the stories told, told us, tell us, that when we turn to our own ways, what happens in the world? We become more selfish, don't we? Isn't that what happened? We begin to think about ourselves and, and what's good for us first. We get greedy, that is, we say, mine, mine, mine. Do you all ever do that? With your toys, mine, 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 I don't want to share. Maybe, sometimes, maybe not. Um, we, we sometimes, or, or when we turn away from God and we trust ourselves, we want control and power. In other words, we want things to always be our way. You ever played with a friend when things have to be their ways? Do it? No? You all have never had a friend like that? Okay. Hopefully, you've never been a friend like that. Ooh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, but, but sometimes we have to do things our own ways, and, and we'll lie or cheat to get our own way when we trust in ourselves instead of trusting in God. And where do you think all the hate and violence in the world comes from? It comes when we don't trust God, doesn't it? When we think that we have to grasp and go out and get for ourselves. And in fact, the, the, the story that I read reminded me that fear actually comes when we stop trusting God. Think about that. We're afraid of things when we stop trusting God. But the story also tells us that God remained faithful to his word. Now, as I read that book, I wondered how in the world could anybody ever want to live life without God and not trusting God? And so when I was... About 12 years old, I got baptized, and I started going to church, and my parents started going to church. And I started learning about trusting God, and, and I thought, hey, this is cool. I got this down. You all feel that way sometimes? You got this down? But guess what? When I got older, guess what I did? I did like Adam and Eve. I, I started trusting myself. And I started trusting the things I heard about how you had to live in the world in order to get along. You know, that um, the most important thing was career, or the most important thing was money, or the most important thing was relationships. And that God could just take a back seat to seeking after these other things. And you know what? Before long... I found myself trusting me and my possessions and those kinds of things to give me contentment and happiness. Can you believe that I would do that? Maybe, maybe not. You don't care? <laughs> maybe. Well, I'm just telling you this uh, because that may happen to you someday. But the, but the good news is, is that I had this foundation um, of knowing that God loved me. And so when things got a little bit difficult and I began to realize that I didn't have it all figured out, y'all get to that point yet? Where you know you don't have it all figured out and you need a little more help? You think they're at that point? Huh? Yeah, you know when that happened? About the time they had children. They had children, and they said, Lord, help me. I can't do that. That's what happened to Deb and I. When we had kids, when we had kids, well, we were like, Lord, we need help because we can't, we can't raise these children alone. We don't know what we're doing. 
And so that's when we started going back to church and gathered with folks like this and began to trust God again instead of trusting our possessions or our jobs or whatever else and began to trust God and listen to God's ways and try to follow God's ways. And so we were able to do that because we had this good foundation um, that even when we wandered away from God, um, we came back and and we didn't uh, fall and crash and burn, I guess is the best way to put it. And part of that came because um, when I was about 11 years old, I got this book and I started reading these stories about God and learning about God and about God's ways. And so when we went back to church again, I started reading scripture. You know, you're never too old, right? Yes? Um, Do you know you don't get to an age where, okay, I don't need to read the Bible anymore? That we're always learning about God and God's ways. And in fact, one of the best foundations that we can lay so that we, life can be good and we can find contentment is to understand God's stories, to gather with God's people, and to learn more and more about God and how He works in our lives and how if we follow God, life indeed is better. It doesn't mean life is perfect, right? But life is better, even in difficult times. In fact, there are some scriptures um, that I'm going to read. Is that okay? Is it okay if I read out of the Bible? No? Please? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Because I I think it's pretty important when we get together on Sundays that we read out of Scripture. Don't you think so? But listen to this that comes from Psalm chapter 1. Are you listening? Okay. The truly happy person. Anybody here want to be happy? Yes? Raise your hand. The truly happy person doesn't follow wicked advice, doesn't stand on the road to sin, and doesn't sit with disrespectful people. Instead of doing these things, these persons, they love God's instructions. Where do you you think God's instructions come from? Any guesses? Any guesses? Maybe the Bible, right? We learn about God's ways in the Bible. And they recite God's word day and night. And it says that when they do those things, they are like a tree planted by a stream of water which bears fruit at just the right time and whose leaves don't fade no matter what. In other words, it's like a tree that stays green because it has deep roots that go deep into the water. Isn't that kind of cool? Maybe. And here are these words from Jeremiah 17. Here's what Jeremiah says. Jeremiah says, the Lord proclaims, cursed are those who trust in mere humans who depend on human strength and turn their hearts from the Lord. Ooh, I don't know if I like that. But notice what it says. It doesn't say God curses people. It says, cursed are people who trust in mere humans or depend on human ways. That's what I learned growing up, is that when I depended on myself, or or I bought into this idea that the the answer to life was this uh, American dream to... Uh, get possessions and have a wonderful career, when, when I thought that that was the path to happiness, I discovered instead that it was the path that led to brokenness. That it was a path that wasn't as fulfilling as it promised to be. And so the, the, Jeremiah goes on to say uh, that people who depend on uh, just humans or turn away from God They will be like a desert shrub that doesn't know relief, and they will be in parched places and in the barren land, and they will have difficulty surviving. Does anybody want to be in that position? 
Does anybody want to be like in the desert having a hard time just surviving? Yes? You and I need to talk, okay? I'll take you to the desert sometime and we'll see if that's where you want to be. How about y'all? Do you want to be in that place? No. So how come we keep going back to that place? Um, Jeremiah goes on to say, happy are those who trust in the Lord and rely on the Lord. Do you hear that? Happy are those who trust God and rely on God. Knowing that God is with us in all circumstances. It says they, again, it's like Psalm. It says they will be like trees that are planted by the streams whose roots reach down deep into the ground. You know, trees, when they're healthy, their roots go way down in the ground. So even if we have weeks without raining, their leaves remain green. And it says that these people, they won't fear the drought when it comes. They won't fear when they have difficult times. They won't be stressed because they will continue to bear fruit. Do you believe that? Maybe you're not sure. Do we believe that? Do we believe that? Sometimes I wonder. Sometimes we say we believe God, but do we really trust God? Do you, you know a difference between believing God and trusting God? You do? Good deal. Like believing God, I, I don't know, they, they tell this story about uh, uh, Blondin, I think was his name. He supposedly walked across Niagara Falls on a tightrope. Maybe some of you were alive when he did that. I don't know. He would take a wheelbarrow. I mean, can you imagine? This would be like, uh, this would like be stringing a, a, a rope across, up here, across the sanctuary and going up there and he, yeah, on, a, on just a rope. And he'd walk across with a wheelbarrow. And he had asked people, do you believe that I can do that with somebody in the wheelbarrow? And everybody would say, yes, yes, I believe, I believe. And then he would say, okay, all of those who believe get in the wheelbarrow. You know how many got in? None. Because they might have believed he could do it with someone else, but they didn't trust. You see the difference? Trusting means that we don't just think that God has good ideas, but we believe so much that God's ideas are the best way to live life that we put them into practice, that we actually live by them. And unfortunately, what happens in so much of life is, is we hear about God's ways and we say we believe God's ways, but we don't ever try them. Instead, we try our ways. We trust ourselves. We trust our possessions. We trust anything other than God and God's ways. And then we wonder why we haven't experienced that fullness of life that God promises. We wonder why when things get difficult, things fall apart. In Matthew chapter 7, uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, everybody who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise builder who built a house on bedrock. When the rain fell and the floods came and the wind blew and it beat against the house, it did not fall because it was firmly set on bedrock. But everybody who hears the words of Jesus and fails to put them into practice will be like the fool who builds their house on sand and then the rain comes, and the floods come, and the wind blows, and it beats against the house, and the house falls down and floats away because it was not built on a firm foundation. See, I don't want that to happen to you all. I want you to build your life on the solid foundation of trusting God and learning about God as you read and learn about his stories, okay? 
So I don't want that to happen to you. I don't want you to have to learn the hard way like I did that when I live life not trusting God, life is not much fun. And while living life with God still doesn't mean that there aren't difficult times, it doesn't mean that my father-in-law who passed away, it doesn't mean that loved ones don't die. What it means is that God is with me in the midst of those times. And it means that God walks with me and cares for me and gives me time to grieve and to heal. And I discover that life is so much better when I do it with God and with Jesus. And so, I hope you all will keep coming back to church on Sunday and keep coming to Wednesday night, and this is what I promise you. I promise that I will do everything I can to continue to help you learn to trust in God to know his ways, and to have a solid foundation so that you might not only know about God, but you might encounter God and you might do life with him. And you know what? All of these people right here want to do the same thing, right? You want to do the same thing for these children and for our youth. And here's the reality. If we want to do that for them, guess what? We need to do it for ourselves, don't we? Is there anything more important than building a solid foundation of trusting God? Is there anything more important? And if there isn't, if we really believe that trusting God is the path to happiness and fullness of life, then shouldn't we commit ourselves to learn and to trust Him more and more so that we might help each and every one of these children and all of the children who come through here to know God and to trust God so that when the storms of life come, you remain standing firm and you know that God is with you and loves you. Amen. I hadn't figured out what I'm going to do with you next. Y'all want to just stay right there? Is that okay? That's okay with me. Or you want to go back to your parents? Huh? I don't care. You can do either. You can go back to your parents. You can stay there. Whichever you choose to do. Okay? We'll just do it that way. I said earlier, today is uh, World Communion Sunday. Churches all across the world are gathering together to break bread and to participate in Holy Communion. This is uh, a way that we are not just reminded of what Jesus did for us and what God has done for us. It is not just a way to remember the promises of God that we can never be separated from His love, but it is to be reminded that God is with us now. And that even as we partake of this bread, as we take the bread and we dip it in the cup and we place it in our mouths and that we eat it, that in some strange way in the midst of participating in this mystery and this sacrament, that God's Spirit feeds our very souls. 
and he reminds us of his goodness to us. And he reminds us of his faithfulness. And he invites us to trust him and to follow him. I invite you to join me in the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Indeed, it is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. Indeed, you promised that you would never fail or forsake us, that you would never abandon us or leave us alone, even when we uh, turned away from you. You came after us and invited us to return, inviting us to simply trust you and rely upon you. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and we join in their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. He is the one who came to show us your ways, to teach us about your love, to suffer and to die, and to pour out your Spirit upon us that we might continue to learn how to trust you and to live like you. Indeed, by the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, you delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and you made with us a new covenant by water and by spirit. On the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took the bread. He gave thanks to you. He broke it. Gave it to his disciples and said, take Eat. This is my body broken for you. After the supper, he took a cup again. He gave thanks to God. He said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant. Poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink in remembrance of me. And so it is in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ. We offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the great mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Indeed, pour out your Holy Spirit upon those gathered here this day. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon this gift of bread and cup that they may be for us the body and blood of Christ so that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood filled with his Holy Spirit trusting and relying on God so that the world might come to know God and trust in him and experience his love and his grace through us. By your Holy Spirit make us one with Christ one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ shall come in that final victory and we join him at that heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Now I invite those who are helping with communion to come forward.
Gracious God, we give thanks for this meal that you invite us to. We give thanks for this mystery in which in some way as we partake of the bread and the cup, your spirit inhabits us and fills us and nurtures us and sends us forth knowing that we have been touched and empowered by your Spirit to make a difference in the lives of other people. Indeed, may we hear this day your invitation to receive your love, to trust, and to follow you. In Christ's name, amen. And now let us stand and let us sing that glorious song, Trust and Obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. It is the truth. Let us sing like we believe it.
Indeed, let us go forth from here today to trust and to obey, not because we're afraid something bad will happen to us if we don't, but knowing that if we trust and follow Jesus, he will go with us in all that we do. And we will indeed be shaped and formed, and we will live life as God intended it. And our community and the world will know the love of God. Go forth in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit to trust and follow Jesus this week. Let us go.